All right. I said I wasn't going to do this when we started the show, but welcome to Borderline episode 40. What? Wow. Yeah. 40. How about that? I, I went to know. type it in because I got to type it in when, when we log on and set up the show and go through all that stuff. I got to type in what episode number it is. I and can't when I typed in E40, I'm like, wow. I mean, put that in perspective. 40 weeks of shows. Yeah. I can't believe they've allowed it. <laughs> and we're still on. <laughs> yeah. And our, and, our, and our 13 fans are still are still hanging in there, I guess. Hey, hey, I, get, I, I, get to, I get to go still see, there. I get to go. go see Jade this weekend. He lives oh, in Wichita. Really? Oh, that's right. Wichita. Man, I'm bumped. Look. All right. Let's see. All right. Let's, yeah, let, let's yeah. get right to this, by the way. So Bernie, um the Rona got you again. And yeah. I and I'm I'm so sorry. Um, obviously, when you texted me, I, I felt terrible for you. You're supposed to go to the Netherlands. Obviously, couldn't, couldn't leave the country because of uh, COVID. But uh, the good news is, you look good, dude. I mean, seriously, you look good. You have good color, and yeah. you said you're feeling better. So let's let's yeah. let's start the show by talking about you. That's much more important. Yeah, man. No, I'm fine. I, I'm super bummed. I, I don't know. Like, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity that you know just taken away because coronavirus. You know, obviously, I couldn't fly to Europe being positive and I had to test, I had to test a, because Julie's youngest daughter was back before she went to school. We wanted to make sure last week that we tested on Tuesday that we were negative and I was negative and then taped the show last Wednesday, a week ago, taping again on a Wednesday. And I started to kind of feel it. I was kind of coughing a little bit on the show by Thursday. It, I was starting to feel bad. And I don't know, did you ever have it? Did you ever test positive for coronavirus? I did. Yeah. I had it. Um, I had it after Myrtle beach. Didn't it make your head like the cold part of it isn't bad. You know, it's like having a really bad cold for a few days. You know, it's just something you deal with. It's yeah. all the other stuff. Like my head felt weird the last few days, last yeah, four or five I'm days. Like, like, it's just like, you feel like you can't make proper decisions. I don't know. It's just, you feel strange and tired, super tired, but yeah, I feel it's just, fine. It's just that brain. It's, it's that brain fog yeah. that I've heard so many people talk it's about. I had it too. And, and I actually, I actually even had like some heart palpitations going on and I was trying to, to mow. I mean, you know, cause you try to get back to normal as soon as possible. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to mow. I got super tired. I mean, even going downstairs, even to do, to do some light stretch band yes. stuff. I couldn't do it. Mean, I just felt like I had zero energy. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm at now. Like yesterday, like the last couple of days I felt better, you know, and then get up and do a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, three o'clock, four o'clock time to get in bed, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then kind of bums took another test yesterday, still positive. So, well, hopefully you're on the home stretch. Cause again, you look good. I mean, yeah, seriously, I like fine. your color looks I mean, I, good and you sound yeah, good. I feel fine. I just, it's such a bummer that I'm missing out on the Netherlands and that's going to be such a cool you. experience for the ACL and for those guys over there. Now, I don't know what they're going to do about a really, you know, mediocre play-by-play guy. They're going to have to find one of those. <laughs> I was going to say, Trey, Trey and I will be in Wichita, obviously. Yeah. Um, Anthony's, I mean, Anthony's big-time engineer. He's got to work. Yeah. He's got a real job. And um, you I obviously couldn't be... go because you're sick. So I don't know. I mean, I guess Stacy, is Stacy going to do be, be the uh, analyst? Either Stacy or Todd. I mean, I know they had a local guy that was going to help. And so I don't right. know what his English is, right? I mean, I know in the Netherlands and that part of Europe, everyone learns English growing up. So... Yeah, I'm sure they can speak a little English, but yeah, it's man, what a bummer! Pretty, pretty bummer. Yeah. Well, it's it's so interesting because last Wednesday when we were taping with Jordan Power, before we, you know, when we were doing our little intro here, like we do in the beginning, 
you said you weren't feeling good. Yeah, I was just coughing. And, and felt, in the yeah. back of my head, I thought, I mean, I thought about the world championships and all the people were there. And, you know, just, just for a fleeting moment, I thought, God, I hope he doesn't have COVID. And yeah. then when you text me a couple days later, I was like, oh, my God, wow. Yeah, man, it's about time to get up. I mean, I, I guess I'm glad. I mean, this one's different. I didn't lose my sense of smell because the first time I got it back in 2020, you know, that was six to nine months without being able to smell, which was yeah. super strange, by the way. But this one... Not so much. I'm worried about the fatigue because I've noticed the last couple of days as I've felt better, you know, late in the afternoon, it's like you go over a cliff and it's just nap yeah. time. But, right. Yeah. You just hit that wall and then you're done. Yeah. But yeah. I'm fine. I'm just, just bummed. Well, I mean, the good, I mean, the good thing is, I guess, is that, is that you should be fine uh, for California. Cause I mean, that'll, yeah. be, that'll be the next, I mean, Wichita is just a qualifier. I don't want to say just a qualifier, but right. it's just a qualifier. So, I mean, the big, the big stuff's going to be happening in California. I, I'm so excited to go to yes. California. I've never been to this, uh, you know, Spencer McKenzie's uh, event. I haven't either. But, oh, you've never been there? I've never been there. It's my first oh, wow. time as well. Yeah. I've heard, you know, I talk I talk about when I first got in the sport, the first few guys I met were like Matt Sorrell, Snow Wooten, Jamie Graham, oh, yeah. Frank Modlin. And right away, they all were telling me, you've got to go out there and check this thing out. And I just have not been able to do it. Just, just you know, it just hasn't worked out for my schedule. But this year, obviously, with us doing, I think we're doing some live streaming stuff. Yeah. Hey, are, great, you, are, you staying, are you staying out there? Or are you coming Yeah, back? so I'm going to go out the 25th. It's, it's kind of like when we did the Mesa... Yeah. Um, to Las Vegas trip. Yeah. It just didn't make really any sense for me to go back and forth with two separate flights. So I'm going out on the 25th and then I'm going to stay until I actually haven't stayed until the fifth. So I'm going to be there for 10 days. I'm also staying out there. So what's going to be fun, to, funny to watch is, wait a you know, second. Out- Do we get to share a room again? I hope not. Week? Yeah. We'll, we'll right. see what, happens. Oh, I was, what do you mean? You I, hope not. I was at for your sake. I don't want to get you sick, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's that, I guess. I was talking with Kat yesterday, so she was handling all the rooms, so she's a ball of stress because still some things that need to get ironed out for the next week, week and a half. But right. what's going to be crazy is how Ventura being right on the water and you know the, the Pacific's kind of cold right there, yeah. how it's chilly in the morning and you have the marine layer and it just kind of – it doesn't get bla- you know blazing hot. But then going back to Airmail City, which is kind of in the valley, and how hot that could possibly be. Oh, yeah. In the same city, which is, For I mean, sure. you, could, you could have 25 degree difference. Which, yeah, 30, which is, 30 minutes apart about, about yeah, right? Which yeah. is crazy. No, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that whole, that whole weekend. That's going to be, that's going to be a lot of fun just to witness and broadcast that whole thing. And of course, Airmail City and the Pro Shootout Championship. Um, our guest today is a two-time qualifier, so we'll talk to him. Um, I'm sure he's looking forward to that, but that's going to be fun. All right. Hey, do you want to, do you want to, are we, are we abandoning ship on Meet Jeff and Bernie? Or do why, we want to do should, this before we get to it? I think it? we should. I think we should never abandon ship on Meet Jeff and Bernie. Because that I was all, thinking... That should uh, always be a part of what we do. I, I agree. I, I, and, and again, I was thinking of a few things that, that are simple things that I don't know about you. Like, we've traveled together. We've slept together. We... Uh, <laughs> But no, seriously, I mean, I've known you for over two years. Yeah. But like, like simple things that I, that I, like, like what kind of car do you drive? What's, what, what's your favorite food? What do you and Julie do during the day? Like, I mean, all of these type of things. Oh, and then another one. Why don't you own jeans? What the hell is it with you and jeans? No I'll, jeans. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now about jeans. Okay. Cotton, more comfortable than denim, period. End of story. End of discussion. 
Wow. People okay. say, well, you got to break your jeans in. It's like, imagine the cotton even being broken in. How much more comfortable that is. Cotton is just more comfortable than denim. Always has been, always will be. Uh, I'm total opposite. Total. I, I'm, I'm on the jeans. I wear jeans like like female cornhole players wear yoga pants. I wear them every day. I wear them around the house. They're like PJs for me. I've always got a good pair of jeans. I'm wearing jeans right now. I normally, I used to growing up, I always had like one or two pairs of jeans, right? And I just got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm not wearing them that often. And cotton to me just feels better than denim. Just I can't even, I can't. The funny thing is that when, when, when we first had this discussion a couple weeks ago, I was like, "My God, like, I, I can't even picture you in jeans." Yeah. There, there have been there have been two people in my life who have not owned a pair of jeans. My sports broadcasting professor at the University of Kansas, um, who when he remarried his, his wife passed away. He's, he's an old older guy. He's probably in his eighties now. And when his wife, longtime wife passed away, he got remarried. And so his his beautiful new wife finally talked him into buying a pair of jeans. And about five or six years ago, I mean, I've been graduated for 25 years. So about yeah. five years ago, I get this random call from Tom Hedrick. Jeff, Tom Hedrick, how are you? And I'm like, uh, good. I'm like, what's up, professor? He's like, you'll never believe what I just did. I just bought a pair of jeans. So you and Tom Hedrick are the only guys I've ever known who didn't have jeans. But I, but I don't think I can picture you in jeans. I think it's jeans. the fact that the high school that I went to... Um, we had like jean Monday. We could wear jeans one day a week. And so I just didn't grow up wearing them a lot. And then when I started wearing them, like in college, I mean, I always had a pair to kind of kick around in. And then I realized one day I just kind of sat there and I was like, you know, cotton just feels better. Cotton softer feels better. Wow. Yeah. And, I, feel, and, I feel like, like, I, mean, I, I, I agree. Well, yeah, but then, then it get kind of sloppy after a while though. You gotta be careful. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why you have to, I mean, just like with jeans, you have to own more than one pair, right? You can't yeah. just own one pair of pants. I mean, think no, about it. Even my red shorts and my red, I mean, I own more than one pair of red shorts. I'm going to buy you a pair of jeans. Seriously, tough, I'm going to buy you a pair of the jeans that I wear. They're so comfortable because now, I mean, jeans have come a long way now, Bernie, since, I know. you know, back when we were in high school in the eighties, I, I I mean, they, they're, they're a little bit, they're softer, they're a little bit stretchy. They're, they're, they're super comfortable. Plus they make yeah. your ass look good. I, I, I was, I, I was a big Levi's guy. I loved Levi's back in the day, but I'm just not, I'm not that guy, man. I'm not a jeans guy. I'm not going to pretend to be a jeans guy. And now oh, jeans gonna... have become part of formal wear. What's that all about? Come on. Jeans what's your, what's and sport your, coats. Uh, What's your? Do you want to give me your waist size and your inseam on the show, or you want to you want to set it to me private? Uh, thirty four eighty two. Thirty four eighty two. All right, Shaq. No, it's a thirty four. Uh, thirty four thirty two. Thirty four thirty two. All right, I got it. I'm sending you a pair of jeans. <laughs> <laughs> this will be good. This will All right, be good. so so right. growing up, so like. You just don't like like a nice pair of khakis. Well, I, I feel in. like I feel like to me khakis are. Where are we going with this, by the way? It literally, our even our thirteen viewers right now are like they're all in, dude. dude. I'm they, are, they are all in. They are all in right now. So here's the problem with khakis. I feel like I've had to wear khakis for work for so long. Um, like even in sales jobs, I've had on the side. Right. I've always had to wear khakis or dress pants. Obviously, for all the broadcasts I've had to do, I've always had to wear khakis, you know, with a sport coat or or dress pants. For all of our broadcasts, 
I wear dress pants and a polo. I mean, you know, even in real estate, you know, in the summertime when it's hot here, it's always khakis or yeah. pants and a polo. So for me, I just, I, again, jeans are like sweatpants for me. I, I like the way they look. I like the way they feel. And I just get sick and tired of wearing pants and, uh, and uh, khakis. And that's, you just hit on something right there. That's another thing. I really don't like wearing pants. <laughs> that sounds I'm, bad, but I'm not a, I, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I'm not, a, I just hate wearing pants. And maybe it's because once again, the way I grew up that we were always in, you know, we were always dressed in khakis and that's just yeah. kind of, that was just kind of natural wear for me growing up. And I just, I just don't like wearing them, man. So I'd much rather wear shorts. What and are you wearing right now? Shorts. Shorts. Okay. Wearing, I'm, really wear, I'm wearing, I'm wearing cotton. That's not a really, that's not a really dirty cotton girls throw two shorts. That's what I'm wearing. And a nice shirt to make it look like I'm being somewhat presentable. Yeah. When I, when I just said, so what are you wearing now? What are you wearing? So what are you wearing? Yeah. So that's, that's my, and you know, so if I'm not going to, I mean, but if I'm going to wear pants, it's going to be khakis. All right, I'm telling you, I'm sending you a pair of jeans. All right, man. Do you, do you, like, do you, do you like the? Uh, you know what? I might, I might even go tapered at the bottom. Sure. Yeah, just to yeah. just to really bring you a little bit high and tight, a little tight in the butt. I'm telling you, you might like it. You might like it. I mean, look, the problem when I wear stuff like that is, it you know, being in a relationship when you have women just kind of constantly talking to you because of how good your pants look. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Thanks for catching on to that one. Sometimes people don't like humor. Yeah. It's a little, it's no, a little I, I was actually I was actually listening that time, so I'm proud of myself for actually listening. <laughs> no, the first thing I do when I get home is I put on a pair of jeans normally. J- really? Just to just to get out of, yeah, I, j- just to get out of whatever we're wearing. For but I haven't really seen you in a pair of shorts very often. Oh, I wear shorts a lot. I, w- I wear shorts and flip-flops. You have to in Charleston. Know. I was yeah. about to say, man, that's, you know. Yeah, I'll wear jeans around the house because they're comfortable. But yeah, like when I go outside today because it's 150, yeah, I'll have I'll have shorts and, and flip flops on. So don't be, be, all right. So which do you feel is hotter in the summertime, jeans or khakis? Um, well, I wear my jeans a little high and tight, so the khakis uh, are a little are a little frumpy. So I feel like they're just they just hang on me. I feel like they're saggy and sweaty and gross. So jeans. Yeah. See, cotton breathes so much better than denim. This would be good. I, I, like, I wish, I wish we would like, if we were on, we need to figure out some way to be interactive here so we could get people. I, I would right. love, I would, we, we yeah, tried that. We, we, we got to do live shows, try, man. We got to do live shows. What's what I was trying to, like we did the, uh, the bracket breakdown. We were at the world championships that Monday night live on the floor. We've got to yeah. find a way whenever we're somewhere like next week to do it live. Well, I guess we can't do it Thursday at eight o'clock. Can we? Cause they've got to break the show up and all that. Yeah. Bummer. We got to figure out. We got to get with them and figure out a way to do borderline live once, and then we can we get tried, our interact. We tried to get feedback via email, but that didn't work very well. <laughs> nope, nobody, what, nobody emailed. What, what's the, that only email email, the, the only email that we got in our email address address was from Google, welcoming us to our new our new email address. <laughs> what's that email that again? It. I don't even know. I'm telling you, I, 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 I think it's borderline. I think it's borderline podcast at gmail.com, but I'm not even sure like the password. Like I don't even think I don't. Even, I think we could, I get into we could it. be flooded with emails right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we could. I mean, since we've joked about it a couple of times, there could be, maybe I should, maybe I should try and reset the password and see if I yeah. can get in there and check it out. 
All right, that's funny. All right, that's it for me, Jeff and Bernie. We got our we got our guest hanging out in the green room. That was fun though. Yeah, it was going to bring Jeff and Bernie, me, Jeff and Bernie. Back. I mean, that's what you got to give the people what they want. I mean, look, I've heard <laughs> right. there's one select person who I'm not going to say their name, but it's a she. She didn't really like the whole meeting Jeff Bernie thing. She thought it was too personal. I was like, you're not getting it then. What? Is this she someone that we both know? Yes. And she's just wrong on this, but she's not one of those people that understands that they're wrong very often. I think I might know who it is. Like I've got I've got an initial guess, but I think I might know who it is. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you off the air. I don't want to I don't want to call her out in case it's not her. Yeah. But I, I was just, you know, in my head, I was like, no, I, I appreciate the feedback, but that's kind of our show. That's the whole point of our show is to kind of get underneath the surface af- with people. Well, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. To, well, we haven't really, we haven't really dug in deep. In a while. In anything, anything real controversial in a while. But yeah, it's been a while. I think I know who it is, but I'm afraid that if I say it and I'm right, then, then we're going to call her out. Cause I think, I think I know who it is. Yeah. But, well, we'll let everyone, well, you know, this, this would be perfect if we actually did have an interactive section right now. I know could people would be online telling us who they thought it was. And yeah. Right. All right. You ready? Here we go. Let's get to this week's guest. First time on the show. He is just 19 years old. I think he actually just turned 19, like uh, a month ago. He is an ACL rookie. We've talked about so many rookies this season. He, I mean, he is one of the great rookies in this incredible 2022 class. And just at 19 years old in his rookie season, he just finished uh, number two singles player in the world, number four doubles player in the world. We talked about this earlier. He's a two-time winner in the Pro Shootout Series in singles and in doubles, so we will see him out in California as he'll be competing for that total prize purse of $500,000. He is the pride of, I think, Middleburg, Florida, but we'll have to double-check on that. It's just outside of Jacksonville. But please welcome to the show for the first time, Alex Rawls. Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me on. All right, Middleburg, did we get that right? Yes, you did. Okay, so just you outside Dolphins, of Jacksonville. You a Dolphins fan by chance? Uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait a second. Yeah, so obviously not a Jaguars fan. <laughs> That'll work. All right, so before we get to anything else, you missed our riveting conversation about uh, about a tire. In our in our meet because because I know you listen to the show every week, Alex, and we appreciate you listening every week. Um, so in our meet Jeff and Bernie segment, we got into a stupid conversation: jeans or khakis, or neither. Are you just a shorts guy. Uh, I like to wear uh, not jeans, so like khakis, but not many pockets. I don't like I don't like the big pockets, like lower pockets. I just like one pocket. You know, I just yeah. No cargo All right. All right. Hitting your shorts, you know. Apparently, I'm, I'm missing the boat on this. Apparently, I need to stay in my stupid ESPN khakis all day and all night. I mean, because that's cotton, that's what the kids are doing. Cotton is more comfortable than denim. It, it just is. is. It is. <laughs> yeah, but I like my jeans tight. Like I said, I like it kind of like that. That's, that's, that that that's, might be an issue. Apparently, yeah, I have I have an issue that, with this. Maybe it's time to come to terms with a few things. <laughs> hey, Alex, are, are you uh, are are you not a morning guy? It's okay if you're not, because I'm not either. Uh, I mean, not usually, but when you're waking up to play cornhole, it's a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, none of us it's, are morning people. Behind behind the scenes, so when when I reached out to Alex to do the um to do the show with us this week, uh, and I told him that we were going to record at eleven, he's like, "Yeah, just make sure you text me. Make sure I'm up." <laughs> <laughs> I was up early. <laughs> yeah, I was say you text you texted me actually. 
So, but I, hey, I'm not a boring person either. I mean, just being in sports for so long. I mean, I, I was a baseball broadcaster for years. I was in TV sports doing six and ten. So my, you know, my my nights, you know, were a lot of people's days. So I mean, I, I wasn't getting to bed until midnight, one o'clock, and so I would sleep in the morning. So you know, when you get into that routine, especially when you've been doing it for so long, it's tough to get out of. But so all right, so what's your what's your day like? So I know you have a, a heavy practice routine. So if if you're if you're kind of a morning person. Or, or not like what 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 does your day look like normally uh you know i play uh weekly tournaments usually mondays tuesdays i mean i can play i'm in florida so i can play literally every night of the week if i wanted to but i usually try to play at least three to four times a week minimum just on weekly tournaments and i'll usually throw at least two to four hours a day in the yard you know or i'll go to my local gym and use their uh dance room you know i practice with uh Emery Parker, me and him throw together, and uh, yeah, that's really. I mean, so do you guys throw late at night? Like, I mean, are you, are your days normally? You, you normally wake up later in the morning and then practice later at night. No, I'm I'm I just got I just fresh out of high school, so I'm used to waking up early. You know, I I don't usually sleep in. You know, I'm usually up by nine a.m. No matter if I set an alarm or not every morning. So I mean, doesn't matter if I go to sleep at three a.m. or eleven o'clock at night. I'm still waking up at nine a.m. It's just weird. Well, that's not terrible. It's not bad. So how, how has your quote-unquote rookie season felt to you? Because obviously finishing number two, and that's just because of what happened in the final four of the world championships. You were co-number one going into that event. How yeah. do you feel that your first real year as a pro is gone? I mean, looking at it from just like the outside view, I mean, it's gone great. I mean, what more could I ask for? I finished top four in singles and doubles. I mean, what what more can you do in your rookie season? But, you know, what I'm missing is just that big win, just that national win, that world championship, just that signature win. I mean, I've gotten some wins, but, like, just that signature win that's like, you know, he did it. You know, I've always been there. I think I, think I have to be the first player in cornhole history to finish no less than second in their bracket in every single event possible at nationals and world championships but i mean it's just about them wins it's 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 just about no one cares about hey you finished second in your bracket good job it's just about them wins well, Who everybody looks at my first question was actually leading into this one and the reason i want to ask this is because alex i think you'd admit this other than how well you've done in the shootout series it, it feels like to me just as a person watching that the worst match you played all weekend was the matches that you played on the broadcast court. Yep. Is there is there something about that psychologically, or is it just bad timing? Do you feel like you need to get used to being out there, or is it just, just you know, you know bad timing? I've gotten better with it. You know, I, just, I've, I haven't thrown as worse as I did in the beginning of the year on the broadcast course, but it's just what it is. There's some people that can just go up there and just be lights out. There's some people that just takes time, and I guess I'm just one of the people that it just takes time. It's nerve-wracking. Yeah, you know, everybody well, at home can sit there and say, "Hey, well, if I got up there, I'd shine, and I do this, and I do that." But it's just hmm. different. Like, it's, it's absolutely, yeah. and I, it, it looks like to me that you're actively thinking more. And I don't mean that to, that you're not thinking when you're on the floor, but you're playing more by instinct on the floor. It seems like to me. And then when I watch you on the broadcast court, sometimes I see you thinking through points. Uh, it's, it's it's also tough on the broadcast score because like you got to watch what you say, you got to watch what you're doing. You, you can't, you know, I'm not trying to make it. You can't pick your nose, and you, you can't, you know, you can't. 
you know, there's a lot of stuff you can't do. There's some things you can't say, you know, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's an added factor, like, you know, just extra thoughts on the brain. And then you got to, oh, oh yeah, I'm playing a game too. And then it's like, oh yeah, the person next to me is Mark Richards and he ain't missing. Okay. Now I got to not miss too. <laughs> so, like, you know, there's just a lot of stuff, you know, I'm, I'm getting better with it. I think, uh, I think next year is going to be a different year for me on the broadcast courts. Alex, the dynamics on the broadcast court are so incredibly different than what you guys go through during the day. Yeah. So, so that that is no surprise whatsoever that it's different mentally. And and I think that it's really come to light during the Super Bowl series when you hear someone like Dawn Staley, who's won gold medals, she's won national championships, she's won professional basketball championships, right? And she's on that main stage saying, "Wow, this is nerve wracking." When you get Jay Cutler. You know, a professional NFL quarterback saying this is way harder and there's a ton of pressure on this. When you get Marty and McGee, who are two ES, huge ESPN, you know, personalities saying, saying, I'm nervous. I mean, it really, I think it really kind of sheds light on the pressure that you guys deal with. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is like, you know, because it's not just, it's not just, hey, there's people in the crowd. Like, you see the cameras and you're like, man, everybody at home is watching. (laughs) I can hit this shot. Are they going to, you know, I got to, group uh one of my local groups bagging and bragging you know every time i get on tv is usually during one of their weekly tournaments and they got it on the tv just and i know they do and it's just like you know yeah. you know there's more eyes than just what's there you know wishing you to do good it's just it is what it is i'll get better at it you know i promise next year is going to be different on the broadcast courts and yeah I, we've again we We've talked about that uh, a lot lately. Trey and I have, and Bernie and I have, and it was it was great. Th- this year, I would say, is the first year that I've really started to see some major growth in players like Kaylee Hunter, like Jamie Graham, um, where all of a sudden, and even Mark Richards, I guess, probably towards the end of the year, um, and and really, Alex, even even you to a certain point, Cheyenne Renner. I mean, some of these other other people who have, who have appeared. I think that this year I've really seen some growth in a lot of those players in year two, slash year three, and being on TV. Now right. it's not quite such a big deal. It is for your career, but it's not as far as the nerves go. So I'm with you. I, it just takes experience. It takes time. I think next year will be totally different. And you know, at some point in your mind, I think you need to get to the point where you're not worried about picking your nose. It doesn't matter. Like, no. you need to be out there. You need, I was, like, I was literally. saying that as a joke. It's just, like, extra thoughts, you know? Like, yeah. if you're on TV, you want to make a brand for yourself, and you don't want to, like, do something. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you got to win. So, I mean, you know. That's Yeah, at some point, you know, the, these athletes that we talk to in other sports, too, you know, they just have this ability to focus and block that out. They get lost. They, they absolutely get lost in the moment. They get lost in their game. And I think you're super close to doing that. Yeah. I mean, I've, it's, it's, you know, people forget it's literally in my rookie season. Like, yes. I've never been a pro. This was my first year <laughs> being a pro. And I didn't finish less than second in my bracket in singles or doubles all year yep. long, including the yep. World Championships. I don't think anybody's ever done that. Not yeah, even. That's, God's that's grace, Mark Richards. I don't think he did that. Even though. <laughs> Not saying I had a better season than him, but I mean, obviously he had the best season of anybody. But I mean, you know, just consistency. You know, I've always been there. It's it's pressure. It's hard going into every single tournament and doing good in every single tournament, knowing everybody expects you to do well. You know, you never know. Like it, it was also tough because after the first national, my seating, I would always have to play a PDC player coming through, 
And everybody's like, oh, a PDC, that's an easy game. And what if it was Jay Gore? Right. <laughs> like the second national of the season, I had to play Jack first game. And everybody's like, oh, you, you're playing a PDC player? Yes, Jack Gore. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. By the, by the way, for, for the listeners out there and for Jade, uh, PDC players, so, so you have your pros like Alex Rawls, like Jordan Power that we talked to last week, like Mark Richards, but then you have your PDC players, which are the players that basically are up and coming. And Bernie, I don't know if it's fair to, to compare them to like the Xfinity Series drivers on the NASCAR series i mean they're right there they're not quite at the well, top of the game yet but right there i don't know i don't know what a good comparison alex, would be for to those. alex's point one of the issues that we have with pdc is you're right about most of those pdc players but the gore twins for example the only reason they weren't pros is because of the under 18 availability otherwise they would have been pros so you're mm-hmm. talking about someone that's earned what in essence would be you know, in a bracket, the one seed in their bracket, getting a player, if you've got one of the Gores, like Jack Gore or, or Jacob Gore, you're getting a player that's actually probably better than three-quarters of the people yeah. in your in your bracket, unfortunately. So to his point, some people may not understand that. And as, you know, the U18s kind of filter out, it won't quite be the same way. But, yeah, if you get, if you get some of the U18 draws as PDC players, that's tough, man. Yeah. That's really tough. Yeah, it was true. Well, Alex, so you've mentioned Mark Richards' name a couple times, and and I and I really just, I mean, this is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this week because um, I just wanted to give you some um, publicity and some attention, and and I wanted to congratulate you on an amazing season because I feel like so many times, like in Chicago, you, I mean, you've got a chance to be the number one player in the world, and Mark wins it, right? But you've had this amazing season, and I feel like we only it, – it, there's another great you know reason why we started this podcast. We only get a chance to talk to the players on the broadcast court. That's a very few number of players. And so I, I, I was thinking to myself this past week, and Bernie and I talked about it a couple times, like, we got to talk to Alex. Like you've had an incredible, incredible season, and I'm sorry we haven't had a chance to talk to you, talk you know to you very much on the broadcast core, but it's been an amazing season. Like like does that does that bother you at all, or 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 like Bernie said, are you are you still just happy with your rookie season? I mean, you know, my it, it is what it is. You know, I I put in the work before the season. I love the negativity when Trey picked me in the beginning of the season. I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I almost wanted to go back and like all the comments that said, uh, well, why did he pick him? He chose the wrong Alex. And Alex Six is a great player. He wouldn't – he would not – Trey would not have went wrong if he picked Alex Six. Right. But just all the comments saying Alex Six is 100 times better than me and whatever, I, I mean, we're equal. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, but people didn't know who I was, you know, like, but I just love all the comments and stuff. And, hey, uh, why did he pick him? Why, why, why wouldn't Trey go off and play with, like, you know, one of the top pros in the league? I just thought that was funny. But that was, that was extra motivation. You know, I practiced more because of it. You know, I went out the first national and I made broadcasts for doubles. Uh, lost to Matt Guy in my singles bracket. Is what it is. I stayed strong all season. I mean, I've, I've just had a great rookie season. That's just the bottom line. They look I at agree. It. So have you guys, did you guys see, and it was on American Cornhole League's Twitter page and it was on a few other people retweeted it, the list from the 2018 juniors? Yep. That <laughs> might be the greatest collection of under-18 talent ever. Because I, I, I remember you were, what, 14, 15 playing in that? Probably 14, yeah. 
I mean, Jamie Graham, Noah Wooten, Alex, I mean, you go down the list and it's oh basically the top 30 outside <laughs> of like Mark Richards and a couple other people that are really new to the game. It's basically like the top 30 outside you know, of like five guys. That day? Huh? I remember it. My first you... game was Derek King. <laughs> I think he beat me 21-0. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was our juniors in 2018. Man, that that collection. And I wish I could bring it up. I should have thought about it beforehand and posted it, but you were part of that group. And so to see where you are now, and, you know, we, we we're, it, it's tough because you've now legitimately become a player that has a target on their back, right? I think I you would it. agree with that. But you're what, just turned 18, 19 years old? 19? Just turned 19 years old. So it really wasn't that long ago that you were 15 years old playing the junior team tournament, getting smoked by Derek King, and then here you are, one of the two or three best cornhole players in the world. So it says a lot about you. It's about practice, man, work ethic. Uh, you know, this, this game ain't easy. You know, it's it's easy to be good, but it's hard to be great. You know, that's just the bottom line. Like, everybody, everybody that, if you if you play cornhole for more than – a month, two months, and you actually try. You can throw a four-bagger once or twice. But it's just about the repetition of doing it over and over and over again. You know, it's, it's uh, that's the bottom line. When it comes to nationals, it's about who, who the, the, the consistency level. Who's going to hit the most airmails? You're playing Jim McGuffin. You're going to lose that battle, so you need to slide every bag in the hole. <laughs> but, you know, most players, who can slide the most bags in the hole? Who can create the most defense? Who can hit those shots? And that's what it comes down to sometimes. Hey, before we dive too much into strategy, because I do want to talk about that in, in your practice regimen, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this um, with the young players. Are, are the really young players and the attention that they're getting good for the sport, or 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 should we be more focused on veteran players? No, it's 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 better to go for the younger group because. You, you, you got to have future players want to enjoy the game. You got to have like all the little kids and stuff that like play cornhole, you know, they need someone to look up to. And, you know, maybe uh, Matt Guy isn't someone they want to look up to. Maybe he's not. Maybe they want to look up to Jamie or Mark Richards or Alex Hicks. Alex Hicks is a really good one. Think of all the little kids that are watching Alex Hicks. Like, man. He's the same age as me. He's he's not the biggest built kid. So, I mean, he's <laughs> the bag as hard as he wants. You know, all these little kids, are they're watching all of us, and they're like, man, I think I can do that too. And that just brings future generations into the league. Like, you got to get the younger generation to like cornhole. You just have to. Because and you, I get you can't just have a sport with 40-plus males. and You know what I'm saying? So, like, the younger generation is best because – you know, and that's why that's why I think they still should create some form of like national like, or may, maybe they already have, but like a national juniors league, like not not just USA Cornhole. I'm talking about just like a own like ACL format just for juniors, just for under 16 or 18, whatever the age is, you know, just so they can compete in their own little whatever prize pool or sponsorship or, you know. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to give them, it's it's yeah. out there. It's out there. They just all want to be pros. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, but. I guess, I guess, I guess that's my question, Alex. Is is that are we, and and maybe you're helping me talk through this, like where who where is our demographic? Where is the sport? Where, you know who watches it? 
watches us. Is it 30 to 40 year olds? Is it 40 to 50 year olds? Is it 35 to 60 year olds? Or is there really, and, and you can speak to this because it's your generation, is, is there really that many kids who are watching you guys play on TV? I mean, are, are, am, am I missing this younger generation and how absorbed they are into the sport? I mean, I don't really know, like, the age groups that watch Cornhole. Like, I can't – I mean, I think everybody watches Cornhole. I mean, if you if you know about it. But I think the thing about Cornhole is, like, all these little kids, like, if you have a weekly tournament that's not at a bar, let's say it's at, like, just a regular restaurant, you know, like, it's just a, a, an environment where kids can go. Like, if you get at least – hundred places per state that runs weekly tournaments at least twice a week. And you get all these little kids that go out there and play it. So, you know, maybe, maybe only half of them enjoy it. It's just growing the sport, you know, how like, popular is it though? I mean, how, how popular is the sport of cornhole in a younger generation? I mean, I, cause I don't know. I mean, is it popular in high school? Is it popular? I mean, I mean we, we obviously have the college popular, championships, but it's but, definitely popular in Florida. I will say that. I mean, I know a lot there's like at my weekly tournaments and we have, we have also obviously we have the Caballeros, Trevor and Easton. Um, we have many. I mean, we have we have a couple 14s, 15 year old kids. You know, it's, it's popular, definitely popular in Florida. Um, you know, when I, sometimes when I travel out of state, I'll go to weekly tournaments during the week, and uh, you know, I'll always get that little kid that walks up to me and says, "Hey, I know you. I've seen you." You know, like you know. So, I mean, it's 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 definitely probably more popular in the younger generation um for like more of like a professional like acl format but if you're talking like just having fun playing cornhole i think it's more popular in the older generation just because you know most weekly tournaments are at bars or stuff and that's when you get like you know they 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 see cornhole and they're like oh i want to go try that out you know they're drinking or whatever and then they go out and play and then they they Mm -hmm. might enjoy it but but the future acl pros are are teenagers right now yes I would yeah. agree with that. That that that, yeah, that, on, that appears to be where all the talent is. Not all, but most. In the professional aspect, I I I think it's the younger generation that's you know jumping toward this opportunity to mm-hmm. try to make a name for themselves and get on TV and stuff. But I think the older generation is more just have fun. That's for some, you know, yeah. just have fun. You know, hang out, drink a beer. You know, I mean, you, if, Jeff, if you if you ever talked with Trey or Stacy about the demos. For our, our viewing audience, I mean, it's it's young. I no, I've never seen a breakdown. That's, why, that's skewed, why I'm curious. It's skewed a lot younger than we thought it would. We were thinking, we were thinking middle aged, you know, guys yeah. looking like looking like me and you. Not the case. And I think one reason is that generation isn't as attached. Everyone loves football, basketball, and baseball, right? Every like, but we, our generation, grew up with it. Like it was, that was the only thing you were playing. There really weren't a lot of options to play other sports. Maybe soccer. Maybe. Nowadays, the younger generation realizes I don't have to be LeBron James to be good at, at Cornhole, right? I can be a professional athlete and not be 6'9", 260 pounds with a 40-inch vertical leap, right? <laughs> you don't have to be a freak of nature to be a professional athlete. And I think that's one reason why younger generations have kind of are drawn to it. Alex, is that why you got into it? For what? Is that why you got into the sport? Just because because... You know, maybe you're not LeBron James, and and yeah. you, and I, I mean, mean, you know, yeah, I wasn't really like the most athletic. I, I don't want to say maybe. <laughs> you're definitely not LeBron James. Yeah, no, definitely not LeBron James. <laughs> 
but no, seriously, is that do you, do you think Bernie's right? Is that is that why you know people like you and and many others are getting into it because literally yeah. anybody can play? Yeah, I mean it's 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 any age group. Doesn't matter if you're four years old. I mean, I, I have a four year old kid, Easton Caballero, that plays at my weekly tournaments <laughs> and throws four baggers. I swear to God, from twenty seventeen. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's just, it's crazy. And then I have, you know, I've seen 80 year olds play Cornell. It literally doesn't matter. Like who you are, what you believe. It doesn't matter. Anybody can just play Cornhole and have fun. It's just, it's just what, what I think is going to drive the sport to the top someday is just because it doesn't matter who you are. And it's another thing is like all these pro athletes that play sports and they still have that competitive edge, but you know they're they get they you know they got older, their body can't take it anymore, whatever sport they were competing in, and then, you know they're like, hey, I I still want to play something, hey cornhole, you know you're, you're we're throwing. I mean, there's you know physical, it's it's physical sometimes after playing for 15 hours, but I mean it's cornhole, like you're not you know like exerting, you know like you're not hurting yourself throwing a one pound bag, you know what I'm saying? So like, right, yeah, that's another hey. thing. Hey, we uh, unfortunately we're going to run out of time real quick, and we still have two two more topics I want to get to with you real quick. Um, because 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 you watch the show so much, and and I know you do because you told me you watch every single week. Now, now you might you might have missed you might have accidentally missed last week's show. It's okay if you did. It's okay because I know you watch all the other episodes. But last week last week we had Jordan Power on, and we really dove into trash talking. Where do you stand on the trash talking? Are you okay with it? Um, does it bother you? I mean, do you feel like I like I thought Jordan brought up a great point. I mean, it it's alive and well in all their sports, and we know this. Cornhole's just not used to it yet. Where do you where do you stand on the trash talking that's that's kind of becoming prevalent in the sport? I just think it, it it depends where you are and what the game is. You know, if you're if you're playing against if I'm playing against someone I know I'm gonna beat, I know they don't stand a chance, I know I'm gonna win. I'm just going to play the game, shake their hand and say, good job. You know, you play good. Here's this, that, and this, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to blow it or be, you know, like that guy who just, you know, acts like he's the greatest on earth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm playing against Jamie Graham and, you know, it's 2020, we've been playing for 55 minutes, you know, I might let out a little like let's go or like, you know, a little like hoorah or something like a scream, whatever. But, you know, that's just, you know, just it is what it is. Um, so what did you think of Jordan saying even the number one player in the world gets nervous? I mean, I I thought it was funny. <laughs> I, see both, I see both points of view. I, I, I honestly thought it was hilarious. Maybe if it was done to me. I wouldn't have thought it was funny, but in that moment, <laughs> I was like watching it. I was like, he just got crazy. But like, you know, it, there's two, there's two things to it. Like, yes, he's on ESPN, probably not the best place to do it. You know, it's funny, but probably not the best place to do it. You know, if you got people all around the world watching, you know, maybe someone that was thinking of joining Cornell might not like what he did and say, you know, that's, you know, whatever, but you know, and there's also like, Hey, he got to the finals. He was down 20 to two and he just, you know, hit a big shot to make it 20 to eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's certain situations like, like if, if I was down 20 to two to Mark Richards and I had came back and made it a close game, I mean, I wouldn't even be thinking about what I was said. I was just being like such a zone and like, he probably didn't even realize what he was like saying or anything. He, he you know, Jordan, 
Jordan's a very vocal guy. He probably didn't mean it like people are taking it. You know what I'm saying? So he was just he was just amped up. You know, people don't. This the problem is there's people that play cornhole, and I mean this in like nicest way possible, that aren't used to being in moments like that. They don't know the feeling of being in the finals or like championship game in a big tournament like that for big money for big accolades. You know, I just we're we're playing that game was for a world championship of doubles. It was like there's only been like four teams, three teams ever to win an advance to win a national or world championship in pro doubles. You know, so that that it wasn't just like, hey, you're playing a big cash tournament and the difference is twenty five hundred dollars first and second. You know what I'm saying? They're like, it's not, it's it, in, in that game. That's what I'm saying. It's not even just about the money. It was like what he was playing for. And like the, 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 the position he was in from coming back from down like that, like I, I probably would have made a comment too. There's a lot, there's a lot of people who like that, you know, you and, and, and Bernie, Bernie and I talked about it, our generation and, uh, and even the younger generation. I mean, I do college basketball games and Alex, you wouldn't believe what these players say to each other going up and down the court. I hear it. I'm right there. The stuff they say to each other after one hits a three pointer, it would blow your mind. Some of the things that you hear. So, so maybe that that's why I was kind of sympathetic to what Jordan said that maybe cornhole's not ready for it yet because it is prevalent in other major sports. No doubt about it. Yeah. The difference is, are they mic'd up? <laughs> no. Whole world see it. <laughs> yep, that's but, true. They're know, not. They're not isolated. They're not isolated on camera like like you guys are. That's true. It's a good point. It's a good point. I like. I mean, this it, like I said, to me, it was funny. I, I get how people can take it the wrong way. I don't see nothing wrong with what he did. It's not like he, like, bashed Mark. It's not like he said something bad. You know, it was just, it was just, I, I think it was just like a friendly slash devious fire at him. And then Mark <laughs> missed his next bag. It worked. Yeah. It worked. So, I mean, it is what it is. All right. Just a couple minutes left. Um, and and we don't have near enough time for this, but you know, I'd love to know where your inspiration comes from. Um, and and you're such a good kid, Alex. I, I I always enjoy our conversations. I truly do. Who who is your inspiration? Was it was it a mom? Was it a dad? Grandparents? Like who makes you who you are and the person you are and the drive that you have? I mean, man, just uh, I had a good supporting cast coming up and playing cornhole because you know I used to play football in junior high and high school and. You know, I actually, uh, I had a choice in my junior football season to keep playing or quit and go off my journey to play cornhole. And, um, you know, at, at that point, you know, I wasn't, I was a nobody in the sport, in this sport, cornhole. So, I mean, my parents are really supportive of me to just do what I wanted to do. So I went for it and here I am. So, you know, I would just say my parents, but, uh, 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 Matthew Sorrells was a when I first started playing he was a guy who took me under his wing you know in 2019 when I first started playing he was he was one who you know taught me a few things grips and you know just specialty shots you know like bullies and backsides and knockoffs before they were even were a thing um, you know taught me how to you know speak to just important people you know so it's just him he's he's always been there but uh yeah that's really about it you know i was 
There's a lot. There's, there, there, there's a lot more, but I don't feel like diving. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot. Just, like, <laughs> there's a lot. Well, of we'll just we'll just we'll just have to bring you back and make you really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we got we got to run, brother. But again, thank you so much for coming on, man. Congratulations on such a terrific season. Really, you played your ass off all year. I love watching you play, and it's not done yet. Not done yet. We'll, no, not we'll done see. Yet. We'll see. We'll see in California for the uh, for the uh, Pro Shootout Championships. Potentially, could make one hundred ten thousand dollars. Absolutely. I know you're loving that. All right, yeah. brother. Hey, thanks. Thanks for your time. We'll see you out in California. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, what a good kid. I'm glad we got him on, Bernie. I just yeah. wanted to give him just a little bit of attention and and uh have people, you know, meet him and and hear hear about him. We got 10 seconds left, but uh, I'm glad we did that. He he deserves it. Well, dude, 10 seconds. Well, I guess we'll, I'll see you in Cali. I'll see you in California. Glad you're feeling better. Yeah, man. And uh safe travels. Uh actually now we got 10 seconds left. Oh, now we got. Sweet. <laughs> All right, brother. We're good. I will see you. Uh, I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Y'all take Bye. care. Thanks, everybody. Bye.